Good evening and welcome to our service tonight. We're so thankful you've chosen to be with us. In just a little while, of course, you know that we'll be having a, a picnic together and we'll be having, enjoying the food and the fellowship down there. But to, 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 to get us prepared and to, to make sure that we're on the right track, we want to worship our Heavenly Father tonight. And uh, in doing so, we want, to, we want to continue our thoughts uh, in regard to our nation, we, we've talked uh, a little bit in, in the prayer and so forth, but uh, this lesson will be a little bit different than what we're normally used to. And of course, uh, as, we, uh, as we think about our nation, certainly prayers should be a part of our thoughts. And so tonight, in just a few moments, we're going to be asking several of our men, and I've talked to several already, uh, to, uh, to, to offer some prayers up to our Heavenly Father. And, and for the rest, some of you I didn't get to talk to, but in just a few minutes I'm going to be calling on any of our male members, any of our uh, brothers here at uh, Midway, to come up here and, and just sit down on the front uh, couple of pews up here at the, at the very front. And we're going to be going to our Heavenly Father in prayer. And so if you would be willing to do that, in just a few moments, then uh, when I ask you to make your way up here, I hope that you'll do that. Before we get into that, though, turn your Bible to the book of Daniel, book of Daniel chapter number 9, Daniel chapter number 9. Daniel finds himself as one of the captives in Babylon and Babylonia, and as we think about him, we think about many of the stories that we read in the book of Daniel. We read about how he was cast into the lion's den because of his faith in God, refusing to bow down to the king. We, we also read the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and, and how that they refused to bow down and, and um, they were cast into the fiery furnace. But there are other things that we read in the book of Daniel and, and some of them are in a, of a prophetic nature and we're not going to deal with a lot of that tonight. But what I want us to do is looking at Daniel chapter number 9, I want us to see the situation in which he found himself, the thoughts that Daniel had in his mind, and, and what he did on behalf of his nation, on behalf of his people. And so, let's begin our thoughts tonight by looking at Daniel chapter 9, beginning at verse number 1, and we're simply going to read through verse number 23, and I'll make a few comments along the way. The Bible says, In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, by descent a Mede, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldean, uh, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, perceived in the books the number of years that according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet must pass before the end of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. Now, if you remember, when we studied uh, a good while back the book of Jeremiah, we encountered over and over again uh, the prophecy that God's people was going to be, uh, that, that they were going to be punished for the, their idolatry, for the sins that they had uh, in, in their nation, and God would take them away into Babylonian captivity. And, of course, we encountered what Daniel encounters uh, on a 70-year basis. Now, he's adding things up. He's thinking about what's going on in his lifetime. And, and he says, I'm thinking about Daniel, or, or Jeremiah. I'm thinking about what he wrote. I began to calculate it, and I remember what he said about the 70 years. Having done that, look at what the, verse number 3 says, then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking Him by prayer and pleas for mercy 
with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. When Daniel considered his nation, he considered his people, he considered what had been written in the prophets and Jeremiah, uh, he considered the things that, that he knew to be true, Daniel turned his face to God. As we observe our own nation, as we observe our own people, I suggest to you tonight, and, and from what we've already said from the title of our little devotional lesson tonight, you know, we need to be a lot like Daniel. When we consider the things around us, we need to turn our face toward God. We need to begin to pray on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our people. Now, what did he pray? Let's continue reading here, verse number 4. He said, I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love Him and keep His commandments, we have sinned and done wrong and acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from Your commandments and rules. We've not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, to all the people of the land. As Daniel considered his situation, situation of his nation, considered what God's Word said in regard to it, he said, I began to pray. And when he began to pray, what did he say? We've sinned. We've rebelled. God, we didn't listen to you. Not the common man out on the street, not the king. We've sinned. You know, as we contemplate what Daniel says, what he writes here for us, what we're able to read from the inspired Word of God, how many of us could pray the same prayer tonight? in regard to our nation. You know, a lot of times when we think about our nation, we thank God for being able to live in one of the greatest nations in the world. And I'm not here to denigrate our nation from the standpoint of having freedom and being able to be here tonight, study the Word of God, being able to preach the Word of God without fear. But as I look at our nation, I ought to be praying for more than simply giving thanks. Our nation as a whole has gone down the wrong road. Our nation as a whole has forgotten God, has forgotten what is said in His Word, and as a result of that, we have gone headlong into sin. No wonder we have the discussions today that we have on the news and in, in various places about who goes in which bathroom, about who can get married as far as whether it's a man and a woman or two men or two women. No wonder we have those kinds of conversations. No wonder we have actresses and famous people standing up and saying proudly, I had an abortion when I was a teenager. It's because we've sinned. And we stopped listening to God. And as Christians, our prayers ought to be falling on the ears of God. And we can't, we can't 
confess somebody else's sin for them any more than, than, than we can be baptized for another person or, you know, do a lot of things for them. We need to be praying because our nation has gone the wrong road. Continuing on, Daniel says, To you, O Lord, belongs righteousness, but to us, open shame. As, it, as at this day, to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to all Israel, those who are near and those who are far away, in all the lands to which you have driven them because of the treachery that they have committed against you. To us, O Lord, belongs open shame. To our kings, our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against you. You see, Daniel didn't just say it one time. He, he elaborates on it a little more here. And in these next few verses, we've sinned. We are an open shame. You can't even watch the news anymore, hardly, without seeing the open shame and the pride that so many take in the sinful acts that they commit. Again, he mentions basically from the top to the bottom, we've all done it. And we bear responsibility for it. I want you to notice there in verse number 7, to you, O Lord, belongs righteousness. How many of you remember the verse? I just took it took time to write it down. It's found in the book of Proverbs chapter 14 at verse 34. You may have heard it already, you know, this weekend, sometime today perhaps. Righteousness exalts a nation. But you can finish it out, can't you? Sin is a reproach to any people. Daniel said, you, O Lord, to you belongs righteousness, and God wants His people. God wants His world and every nation in it to be righteous because righteousness exalts a nation. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness. We've rebelled against Him have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God by walking in His laws which He set before us by our servants, by His servants, the prophets. Where do we get the information about how to live in this life, in this world, in this nation? And the only reliable place that we can go is right here to this book right here to the pages of God's Word. I'm going to have to be careful tonight. I'm going to get to preaching. We're going to run out of time for praying. But we all remember that the Bible, Paul, the Apostle Paul writes about how God has supplied everything that we need for life, for godliness. We need His forgiveness. Not just as individuals who live our life, but our nation has got to change its course. 11, verse 11, All Israel has transgressed your law and turned aside, refusing to obey your voice. 
The curse and oath that are written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out upon us because we have sinned against him. Now let me stop right there for a moment. The curse and the oath that had been written against that nation was being carried out. God always keeps his word. Always. When he says it, you can believe it. When God promises something, he carries it out. He did it with that nation, and he will continue to do it even today. Verse 12, he has confirmed his words which he spoke against us and against our rulers who ruled us by bringing upon us a great calamity. For under the whole heaven there was not done, has not been done anything like what has been done against Jerusalem. You remember as we've been studying through the minor prophets in our Wednesday night Bible studies, the things that have been promised, the things that, that began to be fulfilled, we've talked about some of them in the various prophets. He said, it's just unbelievable what God can do. Verse 13, as it is written in the law of Moses, all this calamity has come upon us, yet we've not entreated the favor of the Lord our God, turning from our iniquities and gaining insight by your truth. Folks had a problem still, and Daniel's trying to correct it. Verse 14, Therefore the Lord has kept ready the calamity and has brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all the works that, that he has done, and we have not obeyed his voice. And now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and have made a name for yourself as at this day we've sinned and done wickedly. O Lord, according to all your righteous acts, let your anger and your wrath turn away from your city Jerusalem, your holy hill, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people have become a byword among all who are around us. Now therefore, O Lord, listen to the prayer of your servant, to the pleas for mercy for your own sake, O Lord, make your face to shine upon your sanctuary which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations in the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy. You see, the inhabitants of Judah had suffered the consequences of their actions. I pray that before it is too late, our own nation turns. I'm fearful that we won't. I'm fearful that we will suffer the consequences of our own actions, our own sinful way of doing things in our in our own nation, the, the promotion of everything almost that has become ungodly. But that still doesn't stop me from praying, for asking for time and for opportunity because of the mercy of God that men can be saved. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake, O my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. He's calling God to action. Look at verse 20. While I was speaking 
and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my plea before the Lord my God for the holy hill of my God. While I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the first, came to me in a swift flight at the time of the evening sacrifice. He made me understand, speaking with me and saying, O Daniel, I have now come out to give you insight and understanding. At the beginning of your pleas for mercy, a word went out, and I've come to tell you, for you are greatly loved. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. And he tells him about the 70 weeks, the prophecy that's made in regard to that, and we don't have time to deal with that in detail, but, but here's the point that I want you to see. When Daniel prayed, God acted. Notice he says, when you began to speak, and Daniel says, when I, when I was in the middle of this prayer, God sent a messenger to him. Basically saying, Daniel, your prayer has been heard and God is acting. I still believe in the power of prayer to you. That's not the only thing we need. We need action on our parts as well. God's called upon us to take his message to the entire world, even before those who are our leaders in our country. He's called on us to do that. He's given us those directions in his word. But we still need his help as we do it. And that's one reason that we pray for our country. I have ten things that, that I'm going to put on the screen. I'm not going to preach about them. I'm just going to put them up there so that we can think about it. As you pray for our nation, entrust America to God's care. Who's still in control in the affairs of man? That's abundantly clear in the book of Daniel as well. God is. Number two, ask for God to help reclaim our land for his glory. Trying to do the Lord's work without the Lord's help is a task that is impossible to accomplish. But when we pray and when we work hand in hand with God, we can make a difference. Number three, pray that Americans will see our spiritual poverty and awaken to our great spiritual need. How many folks in America need God's Word in their life? How many families could be helped? How many problems could be either alleviated or eliminated if God was in the, their life? What's most important, salvation of the soul, is a great need. Next, ask God to help our people remember the great worth of human life. The argument used to just be about whether we kill little bitty babies that are yet unborn. It's expanding rapidly. We need to remember the great value of human life. Ask God to help people see that happiness is rooted not in success or wealth, in power or fame, but in seeking His will. Next, pray that our citizens will vote with wisdom and discretion. Not just 
because we're part of a party or because we think our pocketbook can, can benefit, but with true wisdom and true discretion from God. Pray that God will raise up righteous leaders who model integrity and authenticity. It's sad that in our world today, so many leaders, not just of major political parties, but so many leaders throughout our nation and our world are not men of integrity or women of integrity anymore. Absolutely not. Pray that leaders will elect, uh, that we elect will be just, fear God rather than men, depart from evil. Pray that all will see truth. Error will be exposed. Those with wicked agendas will be made weak. David prayed for his enemies, those who were against him and against God, that they would be weakened, that they would not succeed. Pray for God's will to be accomplished in our upcoming elections. God is still in control and he does work behind the scenes. Pray for America. Before we extend the Lord's invitation tonight, I would like for those men that I've asked and others who would like to lead a prayer to go ahead and be making their way up here to these, uh, uh, these uh, pews right up here. And what we're going to be doing is we will begin our prayers tonight. And I asked several, but anybody else who would, who would be willing to lead a prayer on behalf of our nation, it's sort of like singing night. You know, we go around and we let our men who would, who would lead a song, and our young men who would lead a song, we let them do that. So if you are willing to do that tonight, please, please go ahead and make your way up here. Anybody, Ben, any of you folks, Ryan, uh, any, of our, any of our elders? There you go. I get folks on the front row somehow or other. Anybody else who'd make your way up here? It's good to see not only our, our mature folks, but also our younger guys as well who are willing to pray for our nation. We're going to begin, I'll begin our prayer tonight, and then uh, we, won't, uh, we won't end it, uh, each one, as we normally would by saying in Christ's name, amen. But when you come to the end of your prayer, if you'll just pass off, I'm going to hand this around, if you'll just pass it to the next person. And then uh, Keith, since he's, uh, he's on the end down there, we'll get him to, uh, to close it out by, by, by the way that we normally end our prayers, by asking it in Christ's name and, and with the official amen, of course. All right, let us all pray together. Holy and righteous Heavenly Father, it's before your throne we come tonight. Father, we're so thankful that we can approach you, that we can come before you, that, that we can give thanks and glory and honor to you. Heavenly Father, as we come before you tonight, we have a special plea for our own nation. We know that as we celebrate our 240th anniversary of the beginning of our nation, that many things were on the minds of people, but God, upon your, the minds of your people is the actions that we observe on a regular basis. And we pray for our nation, Father. 
We pray that that much good can can go out and that good can be done, that your word, your truth can be taught. But fathers, we pray for our nation tonight. We also pray for your people, that we'll have courage, that we will stand for truth, that we'll stand for righteousness, that we will speak your word in love. But Heavenly Father, we must, we must be willing to carry the standard which is indeed your word. Father, we pray for open hearts for people that they can receive your word, that it can penetrate into the heart, that it can touch the heart and turn the heart to doing right, to doing good. We pray for our leaders. We know that you've commanded us to do that. We pray for each one who, who lives a life here on this earth. Heavenly Father, we, we have so many things that we want to pray for our nation. And so many things that we don't even know the words to say. But we ask that your will be done in all things, that you do exercise your will. That Heavenly Father, we, we seek to not know the right way, but to follow your way. Likewise, Heavenly Father, we come to you and ask you to breathe through this place and help us to have the strength to be able to to stand up before the whole nation, Lord, and proclaim your word. We pray that we can all be lights, a shining light to bring more souls to you and change this nation, Lord. We pray that as a collective nation, Lord, we can become an even bigger light to the whole world and bring the whole world closer to you. Lord, we pray that you'll give us the strength to be able to smile in the face of adversity and while we are uh, being persecuted, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that you'll be with our leaders and help them to seek their hearts and uh, always seek you, Lord. And we pray that <clears throat> through through them seeking you, Lord, that they will make decisions that will be well-pleasing in your sight and bring America and many other countries in this world back closer to you. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight praying for the American household. We pray, Father, that the men of the homes, of the houses, can somehow turn their families into Christian homes, God-fearing homes, Father. We pray, Father, that those houses can, and those people, that they will become God-fearing to a way where we lead our children in the right directions and build strong Christian leaders uh, coming forward. We pray, Father, that you would bless our nation that as we're just failing so badly, uh, by getting the word and, and God-fearing people in those homes where men need to step up and be leaders and lead their households in the right direction. We pray, Father, that you would continue to bless our nation. Heavenly Father, as we, uh, today as we celebrate this birthday of our country, help us as Christians to realize that 
This nation was founded upon your will and that it continued that way for many, many years and that we can look back over history and see the results of these people who wanted to follow your will. We can see that it was your desire that this country be one that seemingly arose above and beyond other societies in the world simply because our leaders and our people and our families were all willing to serve you and to serve your will. Help us now as we enter in or have entered into this period of time when it seems that few are trying to follow your will, has a desire to follow your will, that we can look back and see that it is your desire that this country be great and help us to understand that it is our privilege and our duty as Christians to pray for this country and help us realize that it is through prayer that the only, is the only way that this country is going to come back to what it once was. Help us to understand that we as Christians can bring this country back to what it was. Help us as we go through our lives that we pray to you daily that we might receive your grace as a nation and that you might have the desire to listen to our prayers and once again make this a place that is the best place in the world to live. And thank you for everything you've done for us and that you'll continue to do for us if we do your will. Heavenly Father, we come before thee thanking thee for who you are and praise thee that you are who you are, that your ways are higher than our ways. We're thankful for thy word that was lost in the temple that when it was found and read to the people that they all stood as your word was read. I ask that you forgive us for not standing up when things in our life, such as prayer that was in the school, was taken out, that we did not stand up and voice our opinions. There are other things that have come about that that we have let you down on. We have not prayed and asked that you help us to be strong and stand up when there was a need. We pray for the government. Pray that they would realize that the Bible teaches that there is one church, one word, that we need to all come together and worship you as one people. Heavenly Father, we realize that there are things that's slipping into our country. 
in our midst that's causing things to break down and causing us that we may in the future have to hide to worship Thee. That we might be arrested for speaking Thy Word. Heavenly Father, when we were younger, we did not think of these things, but suddenly they are upon us. And we ask that You forgive us that if we failed at the time we needed to stand up, that we did not. We pray that we'll become stronger. We pray that we'll study more so that we become greater soldiers of Thine. We pray for the country, and we're especially thankful for the veterans, the ones that, that are now living, and especially those that have gave their life to defend this country against the things that we're facing today. Help us to always be mindful of your greatness, of your Son, and especially your great love that was reflected and manifested in your Son. Help us to be strong as we get up each day, prepared to fight your battle. Help us to put on the whole armor of God that we might be ready when we're tempted, when we face our foe and when we need to uh, face the enemy. For this we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Father, we're so thankful for the avenue of prayer that you, you've given us. We're so thankful to be able to approach your throne on a daily basis. Father, we're thankful for many things as we come to you tonight. We're so thankful for this this country we're, we're thankful for for the leaders that we have but father we do pray for them not we pray that you would uh, watch over them what you guide them help them to turn back and and look at your word father we know that we are uh, we're not perfect we're we're we sin on a daily basis we fail you so often but we pray father that we would look Look to, look to that and turn away from that as a nation, that we would open the pages of your word, go back to what, uh, what you say, what your commands are, and that we would strive to mold our lives around your word and that our leaders would do the same as well, Father. Father, we pray that you would continue to, to watch over us each and every day as we go through this life, we pray that you would give us the opportunity to be a shining light to those that are around us. Father, we pray that, that uh, as a country we would look up to you each and every day, that we would strive to put you first in everything that we do. Father, we pray that we would not ever take that for granted and that we would always be thankful for the sacrifice that you made for us, which, which is your son, and the, and the sacrifice he made on that cross for us. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this opportunity to come together to worship you in spirit and in truth. Heavenly Father, we pray especially for this great nation who has given us so much. It's given us our freedom, our love for one another, and we pray, Father, that you would continue to bless this nation as we all have fallen short. Our nation has undoubtedly turned in a direction 
to taking Christ and God away from our homes, our families, our students, our schools, and our communities, and even in our government. We're thankful, Father, for all the blessings that you have put on these United States. We all strive together to make a better world, and through prayer, all things are answered. Prayer is a word that we use to talk to God and to his Son, who gave their lives for us. We also, Heavenly Father, look forward to the future, what our government brings. We can only change this as the way we vote, although, Lord, we are limited in so many ways in controlling our government. I ask you, Heavenly Father, to watch over us and care for us, as this nation needs us as much as we need it. Our Father, we're so thankful for the freedoms that we have in this world and in this nation. We know, Lord, you gave us the freedom to do right, to follow you, or to turn away from you. And it, it hurts our heart, Lord, that so many in, in this nation have chosen to turn away. We know, Lord, that there's so many across this nation where they have no shame. They call good evil and evil good. Even our leaders. We pray, Lord, that you will intervene in the in the things that are decisions that are being made this year. We know that so many are very important and, and will determine much of the future of our, our country. We pray, Lord, that you'll guide each decision that our nation may come closer to you. Father, we thank you for America, Lord, and the country that we live in, Lord, and we know that America can only be great if we follow your word. We thank you for prayer. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for the church. Lord, and we thank you for your word, which is a blueprint for us on how to live. And Lord, we know that if we follow that blueprint, that our country can return to you and return to your will, Lord. Just pray that you'll give us courage and boldness and take away the fear that we can stand up and go out into the world and positively affect people, whether it be through voting or sharing the gospel with people or just loving people, Lord. We just pray that you'll give us that strength and wisdom and give us the right words, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that, that we go out and, and boldly stand for you and, and that that will change our country and that our country can be an example to everybody else in the world of what can happen if you turn to God, Lord. We just thank you for the blessings and Lord, please forgive us where we fail you. Father, we pray that as we look forward, and we might always look back too. As we look back to our founding fathers who began this great nation on these days now from so many years ago, that they would proclaim over and over that they would be remiss, that they would be foolish to attempt such a great endeavor without beseeching thy blessing. Heavenly Father, help us as we strive to make America great again to do it by first 
beseeching thy blessings. Heavenly Father, we pray that we would begin at our own homes, with our own families, with every organization, every group that we're a part of, whether it be just our community where we live, our clubs and organizations that we're a part of, that we might be a shining light for what is right. Help us, Holy Father, to not seek our own will, but to seek thy will in everything that is done and be as Christ-like as possible. Help us to be quick to repent when we see our error of our ways and to pray for each other, knowing that he converts the sinner from the error of his ways that cover a multitude of sins. Help us, Heavenly Father, to be soul-conscious, nation-conscious, family-conscious, and seek thy will in all things that we do. Help us, Father, to follow our founding father's example by looking at our currency when we go and exchange it for goods, that every time a piece of it passes our hands, we might find your name on it somewhere. And then we might tell others and say, look, this is what has made us great, not the money, but the faith in God. Help us, Father, to always, always be as Christ-like as possible. Father, we pray that you'd give us wisdom as we are about to face elections. We pray that that we will elect a, a new leader not only for this nation, but also for our local governments as well. We're thankful, Father, for our brethren who are striving to make changes who are elected officials already, and we pray that, that they may be able to, to help change this country. We're thankful, Father, for those who serve in a non-elected position. We ask, Father, that you would give them strength for the things that they face on a day-to-day basis. We pray that that we'll all be able to stand strong. We will be able to stand together to stand up against those things which are evil. We're so thankful for the many blessings that you have blessed this country with, for those who are willing to work hard and to provide, not only for this country, but for people throughout the entire world. We pray, Father, as we go forward that we'll be able to bring this nation back to you. We ask that you would grant us courage to be able to stand with one another, to be able to not be afraid to give our life for you. We're so thankful for all that you do for us, and we pray that we'll always be able to do those things which will be right. We're so thankful for your Son and your love for us. Father, we come to you now humble and sorrowful. 
Lord, please forgive us of our sins. This nation has gone astray. Help us speak up, Lord. Help use your church and help strengthen your church again and use us to do so. Help us fight division and denominationalism because we know many people who are not of the church look at us and think, what a divided people. Help us become unified spiritually in your body, therefore unifying the United States of America. Forgive us of our sins, Lord, and be with those who are fighting for this, this unrighteous country. Help us speak the truth. Help us cut down false doctrine. And help us be well equipped for every good work so many would glorify your name by our good works. Holy and righteous Father, we're truly thankful for each and every blessing that you provide. Father, we thank you for the love that you have for us, for the plan of salvation, for the promise of heaven if we only obey you in your word. Father, our hearts are heavy for our country. We thank you for the success that we have had and have enjoyed as a country and for the rich blessings that you've bestowed upon us. And so, Father, we are sorrowful for the condition that our country is in at this time. We thank you for the avenue of prayer which we can approach your throne and pour out our hearts. Father, at this time we pray that you would work through us as individuals, as family units, and as your church. That you would give us the strength, the wisdom, and the ability to do the things that we need to do to help this country change. We pray, Father, at this time that you'd be with our local leaders, that you'd be with our state leaders, and our national leaders. We pray, Father, that you would help them to remember that human life is valuable and that everything comes through you and from you. We pray, Father, that these men that and women that will be elected in the upcoming elections, we pray, Father, that you would give them the wisdom and the strength to lead the country in the direction that we should be heading. And we pray, Father, that you would help them to accomplish things, to turn us around and lead us back to a model country and bestow the integrity back to our, to our leaders. We pray, Father, now that you would continue to watch over us and care for us, We pray, Father, that you would hear our prayer and that you would help us to do the things that we need to do to help lead this country back to the great United States of America. Father, we ask now that you would continue to watch over us and care for us, that you would forgive us of our sins. We thank you for your Son and our Savior, and it is through him that we pray. Amen. That was a long prayer. However, I'm reminded 
that on some occasions Jesus prayed all night. I'm also reminded that James tells us the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. As I think about the words that have been prayed tonight, many of them have been more eloquent than what I can say because they came from a heart of, righteous, of a righteous man, of righteous men being poured out to a righteous God. And though we may not be used to long prayers like the one that we've had tonight, maybe we should be more used to it as we go to our Heavenly Father in prayer, not only on behalf of our nation, but on behalf of so many things. We need to turn back to prayer. Daniel was not unwilling to pray. It got him into trouble. Got him into trouble with the king. We need to continue to pray regardless. As we close our lesson tonight, we're out of time, but as we close, we understand that this has not been the normal sermon. It's not been one that's been evangelistic in nature, but something may have been said or done tonight that has touched your heart that says, I need to obey God. If you're here tonight and you've never obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know that Jesus is the one who has died for us, that we must believe in him, we must repent of the sins that we have committed in our life, make the great confession, be baptized for the remission of sins. It may be tonight that you know that you need to do that. We'd love to assist you in your obedience to God. Maybe tonight that something is amiss in your life, something that you have done that needs to be made right in a public way, even after you've become a Christian. If that is the case, then we would love to pray with you and for you that God would indeed forgive you. If you need to respond to his invitation for any reason tonight, why not come right now as together we stand?